0: Old School with DP and J on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
1: Welcome back. A uh, couple of things of note. Again, a reminder, Huskers are in East Lansing to take on the 9-4 Michigan State Sparties, fighting Sparties. Uh, we will have a post game for you here at 8 o'clock. Bach and myself will be here. I believe Nick Sanders is also going to join in. Uh, we may even bug Jay Foreman and ask him for him to break down a little bit of what he sees over the course of that, uh, uh, of course of that game. Hopefully it's good news, and then there will be a special one-on-one. Uh, Sean Reba from um, uh, Big Brother, Big Sister Lincoln will come in. As a matter of fact, he'll join us in the next segment to kind of preview. Uh, we'll have a big and a little in the room. We'll talk about kind of the benefits um, of what they do and why they do it. Uh, and then behind that, uh, Harrison Arns will take you through an hour postgame show, uh Uh, Rocky Russo from the Lincoln Stars, also outside the box. So, we got a full night for you here on on Ticket Weeknights. Don't go anywhere. All right. Georgia, are you ready? I am ready. TCU, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Let's get it on. (laughs) Fighting. Jay Foreman. Yeah. Give me a reason why TCU can't win.
2: The TCU will lose to Georgia if Georgia rushes the ball for over 200 yards, because then they will they will essentially control the clock, and then they will be able to hit you with explosive plays because they'll be able to dictate the coverage. I think Georgia um, defensively will play better against TCU than Michigan, but I think that TCU will still get some yards because I think you know, the Quentin is just he's 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 that he's that, he's just that dude and. You seen what Ohio State did, and I think again, I think Ohio State would have probably won the game had that you know, the cheap shot against you know, Marvin Harrison not been called or not happened. So, um, if Georgia can run run the ball effectively, right, and keep it in third manageable and get like three or four explosive pass plays, whether to the tight end or to the out there receivers, I think they win the game because they don't give TCU as many chances. I think if they get into a another shootout against TCU. Watch out. It's T- that's that's T- TCU is like, "Oh, this is just They've been doing it all season. This is like we would. but it Georgia's they they beat Ohio State, but Georgia's not equipped for that type of game. They're not I mean, T- TCU, if you want to get into like a what old western and an okay, corral, <laughs> you know, gunslinging fight or whatever, it's not going to work out because the back end of TCU in particular on the outside defensively is better than Ohio State, like significantly better corner play um, and safety play is probably about even. I think Bud Clark, their their safety has five picks, so that lets me know. Powers, they're tight end, and being able to make plays on the ball, my man's ready to do it, and he's ready to come down on any type of deep end cuts and stuff like that, so they're able to be more aggressive. That's the best way for, for Georgia to do it is kind of play Georgia football. Make it an in-close boxing match, you know, and make it real physical um, and overwhelm TCU with their offensive line. If they don't get off to a fast start, they're w- even though Georgia a national champion, there's, so many, there's only so many times you can go back to the well. You know what I mean? There's only so many times you can go back to getting a call, making a huge play, making a third and 20 conversion, throwing a, you know, getting a bomb explosive play or a guy defensive back falling down there's only so many times that i always say that it, the clock will strike 12 so georgia has to start fast um and, and start fast again obviously they would need to get points would be ideal for them but they have to start fast from being effective bring you in, in setting the tone if they don't i'm telling you when i saw it was seven nothing and i'll here's what i always do when you look for an underdog and upset you look if they're up Say ten to three, seven nothing like TCU was always look at the time in the game. Because if they if they come out excited and they, you know, teams you see they got the you know the the call sheet and they execute that. Well, when it's six minutes left, that means there have been a couple possessions. So that lets you know TCU says we're here. And when you're playing a team and they in and, and they have kind of withstood your first initial bum rush and they're winning the game, that that is not the type of game that you want to win.
1: <laughs> I I loved when I when I made the coach their coaches turn throw away half their playbook, like just take away something. Like oh man, down and distance, you, I had all this in mind. Nope, you got to go to that other page, Coach uh, TCU. If you would, kind sir, let them know. How are you going to beat Georgia?
0: I think one momentum is on TCU's side because to Jay's point, Georgia's been there a time or two going through the motions, catch them sleeping, use that momentum, get ahead early. But this is the one thing that stuck out to TCU is you always hear about the Big Ten, and Sonny Dykes was throwing shade at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw that. We, we're we not going to be able to be as physical against uh, a Big Ten school, Michigan. Their backup running back, TCU, their starting running back out at the beginning of the game, Kendra Miller, their backup running back averaged eight and a half yards of carry.
2: I mean, he, they, you he ran for over 200 yards
0: and you, I mean, the thing is to TCU, if they can play as physical as they did against Michigan, they've got a shot, but they, they have to match that physicality because they, I mean, legitimately they came in there, hold, heard all of this big 10 talk. Oh, the big Ten's going to push us around. And it was the complete opposite. TCU punched them in the mouth from the line of scrimmage. If they can match that physicality, they can win this game
2: and they and they they got they, to they and, have to and they what TCU did was the angles that they created in their run game they stayed on their blocks in the second effort finishing blocks um hitting the right holes and hitting it on time mm-hmm. kept Michigan at bay Michigan was not ready they I think Michigan was used to being the bully and the, you know and then when you saw some Absolutely. guys that, that punched you punched you dead it didn't right blink the and then could i'm telling you when i saw it was like seven nothing 625 i think left in the first quarter i was like oh yeah michigan in trouble because you're in trouble because a team t- withstood you within i'm assuming two series and they're winning the game so all, i've been in those games before where you like oh man how do we beat this team how do we do this mm-hmm. well the next thing you know we in the, in the nfl you in the second quarter and eh, we you can't Bring any new players. If you ain't physical to coming out in the beginning of the game, you ain't just you're gonna already it. Behind. and it started to spiral right. because they got more physical right. as the game right. went right. on. Because they cause they cause you know what it happens, and I always talked about this sometimes when I was down there in Nebraska. Don't ooze into a game. Don't come in at halftime and kinda just tiptoe in there and then be like, Oh man, DPD, we can play with these dudes. Well you're down thirteen nothing. And then you make a magical <laughs> run, then you end up losing by three or something like that. Come out, bring it to these dudes, and then keep bringing and it. And they kept coming. Right.
1: We yell first hit. Like I don't care who we're playing. First hit, because that's the statement. Like from day from day one, play one, and I don't care what it is, whether it's basketball, make the first play. Baseball, make the first play. Whatever is required, make the first play. A lot of coaching. You see TCU, or a group of people who did not care who they were playing. Mm-hmm. They were about doing their job. Well,
2: that's because they're from Texas. People doing people, their people, job. People on the <laughs> airwaves. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. It is different. This is, it. This, is what, this is. I'm gonna tell it's you different. what my this is what my dad told me when I was coming down here. He said, "When you you'll have brothers on the team from Georgia, or players from Georgia, Texas, California, and Florida. They think they invent, invented football, and they and they think they played semi pro football in high school. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the and, and especially the guys from Texas. They think the United States is four, 49 other <laughs> states hanging out with Texas. I lived in Texas." All right, everything everything's bigger in Texas and bigger and better in Texas. Trust me, DP's there. They'll tell you. Okay, you guys, everybody else in the United States is lucky enough that we're here because we could actually be our own country. <laughs> Nate, I'm not joking. Bigger in Texas, but uh, but uh, but here's punching the, the mouth. But Look, when
1: you're high school, when you're when you're, the local high school stadium holds fifteen thousand people,
2: yeah, yeah, you think that nasty, that state championship that they had with that kid—that's that's an that's everyday Friday night. But let me tell you something, man. <laughs> The mindset of players from TCU and Texas, they gonna look over and they they the dudes from Georgia is like we Georgia, right? The dude them dudes from Texas, we from Texas. So they ain't backing down from nobody.
1: TCU players because they didn't go to A and M or Texas, have a chip on their shoulder. And it's a different thing. When people talk about Nebraska and getting the farm kids, that's good. But them other dudes got a chip on their shoulder. Like TC, you think Tulane ain't sick of hearing about LSU? You don't think that they're just for a hot second. But these That's are dudes point, yeah. that got underappreciated, right. undervalued, and then under recruited. In their home state. In their right. home state. And they're like, okay, well I'll tell you what happens. You're gonna get a bunch of us and we're gonna get even. And now folks are paying, and this is what happens. We'll throw it to break because I want to give Sean Reba a little bit of time in studio.
2: Uh, Texas Jeremy. It is true, Jay. Yeah. yeah I know Jeremy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, loved,
1: I have to say, uh, of all the places I've coached, I loved coaching in Texas. I absolutely loved it because there were no days off. I,
2: it's competitive. But man.
1: also the other part. Not being from Texas, I love beating Texans. It's even more important. (laughs) They lose a lot of sleep when they lose. Oh, man. It was like, wait a minute, what are you running? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, We'll go to break. We'll finish final hour of old school when we come back.